0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Cocktails and Spirits. This is Alphonse, also known as Alfonso. With me, like always, is Eric. What's up, Eric? How are we doing? Oh,
1: well, we're doing great, doing great. Just excited to be here, excited to get another episode in our belt. Uh, with us today, we have Mayra and Juan Villa from Mezcal Hacienda Opongyo. Juan and Mayra, how you doing?
2: Welcome, guys. Good. How are you? Thank you. Thank great, you for great. having
3: us. We're good. We're good.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks
0: for being with us. We're very excited to have you guys on and hear about Mezcal Hacienda Opongyo. Um yep. I know relatively a new brand uh, and I've been seeing it a lot lately. You know, our good uh, buddy Lucas has been posting about it. I've also seen Louis Fern post about it. So just really excited to hear about mezcal hacienda opongio.
3: And so um it's actually my family's um brand for Michoacán. And um my uncle is the owner of the mezcal and um it's a family mezcal. That's my great grandpa actually started making mezcal but it was back then when it was illegal so he used to just make it for family and friends and then eventually he stopped making it but then my uncle took on the tradition um at the beginning he actually was making mezcal uh, the same for the family for um he's actually an avocado grower so that's his main business But he just had a big passion for mezcal. And um, he made the mezcal for his clients, for family gatherings. And little by little, people will ask him for more. They will ask him to buy the mezcal. And he was convinced to actually start his brand.
0: That's great. Now, at the time, was this already the name that it had? Or he didn't really have a name? And it was just like, you know, his. Everyone knew they would go to him for it.
3: So, the name comes from the town, actually, the Hacienda O Pongyo, the, the Actually, the el rancho, the ranch is called San Jose O Pongyo. And okay. um, my family has an Hacienda there, and it's Hacienda O Pongyo, and that's where the name actually came from.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. The, 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 I have seen some pictures on Instagram where it, it looks very nice, and you guys have like a nice lake out, yeah. out there, right?
3: Yes, it's actually the. Um, Lake of Pátzcuaro, so you're able to see it from the Mescalera. And um, it's actually very beautiful, not because I'm from there, but actually <laughs> it has a beautiful view and um, you're able to see the lake. And it is. it's
1: really amazing. Now, now, is that part of the property or is that just in the town there, everybody?
3: Um, it's actually in the town for everybody. He he just built it in a place where you were able to see the lake, um, just better. And at night, it's just beautiful as well. You can see the stars and it, the the moon actually reflects in the lake, so it's it's really
0: pretty. That's great. Great. It sounds awesome. Now, when did uh, the brand become? So, because from what I I've, I've did a little bit of research, and you guys were in a couple of other. Interviews, I believe, or uh, uh, shows Mm -hmm. uh, with the tequila ladies. And I know it kind of started, you guys were trying to bring it into the United States in 2020. Correct. Was it a brand? Like when did, you know, Mezcal Hacienda Pongyo began?
3: I believe the brand started 2015, and um, officially. And then after 2020, it was when my uncle actually asked us if we wanted to join and, you know, be the ones that... Took care of the whole business over here in the United States. So um, my husband and I actually began researching and it was 2020 when we brought it here.
0: That's awesome. And at the time beforehand, they were just selling in Mexico or local? Correct. Okay, that's pretty cool. Now, what was it like? Because uh, I know you guys started your own import company, correct?
2: Yes. Yes, actually, like Mara said, we started importing it and uh, 2020 and uh, late September was the first time we imported. And um, for us to be able to get the business on the United States side, we had to get the importer's license and um, a California Ooh. distributor's um, license, which was, um, it's a hard, it was a long process. Um, yeah. The state, sure, it doesn't. it doesn't make it easy for you to get those licenses. I mean, there's such a ton of research behind it um, since we were new at it. We didn't want to just pay somebody to, um, like a lawyer, to to get us all those licenses. We wanted to learn the process and just learn every every side of the business ourselves. So it was kind of uh, interesting, um, just a lot, a lot of work, a lot of late nights, filling out forms <laughs> and researching. And um, yeah, we finally it, it took us about six to eight months to get the the license in uh, 2020 and then finally at the end of 2020 we uh we were able to import our first pallets
0: that's awesome now that does yeah. seem like it, it takes a lot of uh, research and a lot of you know you have to learn so much because I, I could imagine how how hard it is because you guys like you said you're import and you're your own distributor right yeah, yeah. that is yeah, I, we... I imagine that's a lot more work on your end but i also imagine like you get to be on top of everything every every I guess deal that you have to make with either, you know, and you don't have to go through r- reps.
2: Yeah. Since we were a new, um, uh, basically a new brand in the United States, we figured we got to get the distributor license as well, because I mean, being a new brand, um, uh, large distributors are not going to want to pick you up. So we thought if we have the license ourselves, we can, we can start walking into liquor stores, restaurants, and start introducing our brand, you know, locally in the LA area. And, um, we figured that would be a good way to start. Oh, yeah, Which is
3: It has is good and bad actually because yeah, you you're walking in and we have a big passion for the brand, you know, in our mezcal. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: it was just it's really tough <laughs> just because you know we're bringing a whole new product. We didn't know anyone. We were like, I tell people, I literally walk into stores and restaurants with my little backpack and just some people are like no we're fine we're not purchasing and you know what I tell them it's fine I just want you to taste it and they're like but you're gonna waste your time I'm like no I'm not you know you're gonna hear the name um you're gonna Mm -hmm. taste a good product and you know maybe I'll come back in another time when you are purchasing so you know we've been talking about getting distributors but I tell my husband too like sometimes I feel like the passion (laughs) is what sells as well you know oh
0: big time
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It, it, it really it really comes out when you when you see it and the way that you express it and the way that you pre, uh, present it and the way that you talk about it. So for sure, that that's 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 huge.
0: Especially as a new brand, nobody's gonna feel it the way you yeah. feel it and or be able to talk about it the way you know you you talk about it. So I could definitely see the benefits, but definitely the downside to it is that you have to do all the work, especially when you're trying to get outside of the state. Are, are you guys only in California right now?
2: Um, actually we just, uh, we started, um, sell, or we were about to s- s- launch the product in, um, Seattle, Washington. We have actually, uh, um, some product on the way there as we speak. It, it just got oh, imported awesome. about a couple of days ago.
3: You're nice. going to get all the
0: good scoop. Cause we have yeah. a lot of <laughs> I was gonna say, That's awesome guys. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank and that, 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 was my second question. Like, was your, since you're distributing yourself, like you personally have to go to make those trips and, uh you know get those accounts
3: so for the distributed part in seattle we're actually teaming up with the distributor so we we're only the importers for seattle and um, oh, okay. we actually team up with somebody we found somebody um and yes we are very excited for that so we're hoping that we're soon going to be flying out there to start promoting and yeah. we're going to team up with people like chewy <laughs> and,
0: um, <laughs> I was going to say, actually, we do have a fair amount, including Chuya, of uh, uh, people that listen from Seattle, yeah. like from the cities that are listed. So if you listen in Seattle, you you will have access to Mazcala Hacienda Opongio coming soon.
3: Yes, for sure. And I mean, for other states, we have other locations where they could actually purchase online. So we are at Old Town Tequila. And, um, you know, there's other places that we have that you could find in our website and where they could purchase online for other states as well.
0: Great. That's awesome. Now, let's talk about the different expressions that you guys have. Because it's, um, from my understanding now, it is six expressions, but you guys only use three agaves, correct?
2: Correct. correct. So, 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 do you guys uh, want to, like,
0: break it down a little bit for us and, you know, tell us a little bit yeah. about each?
2: So, um, for the first three expressions we uh, we imported, um, we used an agave called the Nakidens. Um, This agave takes anywhere from 15 to 25 years to uh, mature before we can harvest it. Um, The way we get three different expressions is the time of year we harvest. For example, our frutal expression is harvested in the summer when the agave has a higher bricks or a higher sugar content. Mm -hmm. Um, That one has like a more floral, more fruity um, notes to it. Um, We also have an expression called herbal. Um, that one's usually harvested in the winter. That one has more earthy, more um, minty, spicy notes to it. Um, and the last one from the that agave is called Seco. Um, that one usually grows in almost in all shade under pine and oak trees. Um, that region in of Michoacan, it's really green. There's a lot. There's tons of trees. I mean, they're known for their avocado trees, but they also have um, beautiful large pine trees, oak trees, and those. Um, those agaves, you know, all their life they get very little sun. That sometimes even the pencas have—they're um, actually pointing, you know, mostly down and actually sh- straight up from the very, oh, wow. very little sunlight they get. And um, just, just a climate, different climate that um, it's different from the um, other agaves of the same species. It, it just changes the profile. It's a drier taste. Um, it's actually um, most of the people that drink that uh, um, agave or those from those three expressions—that's everyone's favorite.
0: That was the uh which one was? Okay.
2: yeah the seco.
0: That I think you have that yes. one, Eric.
1: Yes, yes. Have you, I have you haven't. tried that one? Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it actually. Um and, uh I I got a lot yeah, I got a lot of like spiciness and sweetness, but very balanced, very easy. Uh, uh and some some like hints of like citrus. Uh, I just yeah, tried that actually, fruit,
2: um, I- all of them are are 47 ABV. Um Another uh, characteristic from that agave is that it doesn't it doesn't um, have sh- any shoots, so you don't have any um, you know any of those shoots trying to like rob any of the nutrients from from the surrounding soil and environment from the main plant. Okay. So that, I think that gives it that gives it a kind of an advantage of keeping all the nutrients and just giving you, giving you a stronger agave flavor. So
0: you basically have seasons for each of your expressions, right?
2: Correct. Yeah. It's the same process. Um, same recipe It's just, uh, the time of year we harvest gives us three different expressions from the same agave. Um, the other expressions we have, a uh, we have one um, from the cupreata agave, which is another, um, um, Michoacan, um, you know, agave it, uh, that one's usually takes about 10 to 12 years to mature. Um, it's, it's uh, about forty-seven. Um, those are all f- also forty-seven ABV. Um, that one has more spicy, uh, more. I say like a green uh, taste to it. Um, and then from those two agaves, we have an expression. We have an ensemble of thirty percent iniquidens and seventy percent cupriata, oh. uh, which is which is also forty-seven ABV. Um, and then we have a. Uh, Next question uh, from uh, uh, the agave espadín, which uh, we're starting to buy from growers in, in Michoacán. Uh, the first couple batches were were bought from uh, Oaxaca, but now we're actually um, her uncle started uh, planting um, espadín seeds around the property to eventually grow our own espadín and harvest it from our own. Um, there you go. Basically, um our land that's awesome so that will be
0: about yeah. what six to eight years for that yeah six to eight to years ready. on
2: this espadine. yeah that's and the great. big difference between the espadine and like for example the nakidens, um the yield the nakidin has very low yield it takes about 30 to 35 kilos to make one liter um which in comparison to espadine is uh it's like it takes a third a third of the agave to make a liter so oh wow yeah, so it's it's just it, it it's, takes a lot of product and a lot of work to make that events. So and, per uh, year for it, the
0: for the season, like you know, it, since Ichi you know, each season, like in the winter, the winter you said it was that it about correct, correct. Okay, so for example, are you able to produce several batches per winter, or is it just kind of like one batch, or how to like? Because you say the yield is much less for them, are you guys able to get a good amount per season? Yeah, we can.
2: Yeah, we can make a couple batches. So uh, For example, like each batch, it takes about when we put it in the ordinal, the in-ground um, cone-shaped oven, we put about um, eight thousand pounds, and uh, um, it, it, out of that batch, we get about two hundred liters, and then, for example, uh, we can get we can make a couple batches. Um, we're also like it, it also depends on the man. I mean, right now we're a small brand, so we don't, we're not going to make a ton because it's just going to be a bunch of alcohol or a bunch of, you know, mezcal, um, that we can't handle as a small brand right now to store, takes up a lot of room. Mm. Um, so we're kind of like this the way we're doing batches right now, we're also, you know, trying to mix in the ensemble and now the, the Espadin, which is, um, it's, it, that's our newest one that we're trying to, um, we imported to the, to the United States last year. We're trying to focus on having a, like a good expression that you can sip and you can also use as cocktails. So, um, lately we've been focusing on that. Um, that's actually the expression we're sending to Seattle. Yeah. So, I just uh, had the
0: Espadin and I really enjoyed it. Like you said, it oh, you know, it's you. a really good, uh, um, like, sipping alone, it, it does, it's amazing as well. And I bet, like, on a cocktail, it'd be, I, I can't wait to try it on a cocktail.
3: And we also have two other expressions that are not here in the United States. So, um, we have another ensemble, Ooh. and that one is the um, espadín with the inakides. And we also have an
0: añejo. Oh, yeah, I did see Ooh. that. You guys have that on your Instagram, I think. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I did see that. So is it, I think I saw, now correct me if I'm wrong, it's age two years.
2: Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That one actually, there was a batch made. Um, there is this um, this um, uh, man, he lives, he resides in Mexico. He has a business in Mexico. I mean, he's in the shoe company. He's from um, Korea actually. And oh. uh, he's also a collector. And he, he just buys, um, He'll go to like a brand, and if he loves the, the expression, he'll buy the batch and import it. Oh, wow. Um, back to like, for example, they've we, we've we've uh sent some mezcal already to Japan. Um, they've sent uh, like, I um some of the expressions over there. And this guy he he bought the whole uh batch of the añejo to distribute to like his clients around the world and um. Just, he's no just way, like, really? Guys, yeah, awesome. yeah, he's one of those guys where he, <laughs> if he likes it, he just collects it and just enjoys it and, and hands it out to his clients and friends.
0: Can't wait to have that kind of money to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's like his own private collection.
2: Age collection, Age yeah, exactly. right? yeah. collection.
0: Now, so you guys are planning to bring that out to the States?
2: Um, I think eventually, yes. Um, for right now, we're just focusing on the Hoven um, Expressions. Um, down the future, we're also her uncle mentioned. We have um, the way we keep all the Mescal at the at the distillery is in a is in glass um, jugs. They're uh, five gallon glass jugs, and um, he's currently um, resting some of the enacuans. And I think he's been resting in glass for about five years. He's wow. planning on on mm. um, bottling it once it gets about to eight years. Wow. So we're gonna bring out like the uh, you know, like a batch of just all eight-year-old rested in glass inagilans in the future.
1: So, so Um, what does that do to the to the agave when it's rested in glass like that? Does it add anything to it or take away anything from it?
2: It doesn't take away anything from it. I think it's just it's it's just like um, just the way you age it in in uh, wood barrels. It just changes the profile. um, the as as it ages, it just keeps kind of like um uh, just changing its notes, uh, especially in glass. In glass, you only you won't have anything. No, you know flavors from, for example, the, the wood, the wood, or even you know even if you re- keep it in plastic, you don't have nothing adding to the agave. It's just mm, it, how would I say it changes the it completely changes the profile. It's just a. Different experience with the same agave, same expression.
0: That's awesome. That that'd yeah. be exciting to try. So, to eight years. So, <laughs> damn, that, that's a long time. That's still he has yeah. it for five. That's still three years to go.
2: Yeah. Is he yeah, sampling
0: exactly. it as he goes, or?
2: Yeah, he they sample it, so they have it labeled, and so once in a while, sample it and see how how it's, you know, just checking up on it.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Now, what are some of the things you guys have done to try and, you know, uh, you know, get the product out here? And I imagine a lot of the work is local or, you know, Southern California here in California. Are you guys uh, going to tastings or uh, hosting tastings, local tequila and mezcal events?
2: Yes, actually. And so when we first started, I was always online on social media just different websites um we found like the website of mezcalistas um they run the an event called mexico in a bottle and it's kind of like a nationwide um events where they they go to like washington dc that's actually coming up soon go to chicago um we've gone to the ones in arizona um san diego and san francisco um just, he had been, <laughs> yeah, been busy. Yeah, been busy. Went to went to the L.A. tequila fest. Uh went to another event with the tequila people in San Diego. Um oh, yeah, I was, little... I was I was oh. there. Oh, you were there? I was there, yeah. yeah. He was there. Okay. I didn't get yeah. to go but he was there.
0: I had a yeah, lot of tequila that, that day, so. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know if, I don't event. know if I made it to the to the Mescal section, but I know I was very busy with the tequilas.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, was actually our experience our first event that we went, yeah. that's where um, we met a couple people. We also, you know, we joined the um, LAX Moscow club.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Hector. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Yes, with Hector. Um, yeah, that, that was actually when I, my first time meeting Hector. And, um, you know, we just been going and just sampling our stuff. We also, you know, I do want to share that um, the first year that we entered the um, San Francisco World Spirits competition... It was uh, on 2021? 2019. 2019. Mm
0: -hmm. You beat me to my question. I was going to tell you, ask about (laughs) the San Francisco World Spirits competition, because I see you guys got both gold and silver. Yeah. I believe two years in a row for 2021 and 2022.
3: Yeah, we got double gold, gold and silver. Mm -hmm. But this past one that we got actually double gold and gold, I believe. Yeah, but all of our our expressions have been awarded at the San Francisco World Spirits
0: Competition. That's awesome, and that that's, that's very exciting. Awesome. That's a very high uh, recognition, and I, I imagine. Yes. Um Now, are you guys putting that on your bottle? Are you do people? Yeah, because I've seen it on bottle. Are you guys planning on putting it on bottles? Or?
2: We haven't done it yet. Um, where people we do do it, right?
0: It. I think. They yeah, do it.
2: sometimes you'll put it like on the neck, like off a little string or ribbon, yeah. or. Something temporarily, um, but I haven't seen it too much
0: to be honest. Got it. It's still a, a, an amazing recognition because it, it's a blind test for, correct for all of the, yes expressions yeah. and stuff. So double gold and silver. That that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which expressions yeah, yeah. was it on those?
3: For the double gold, I believe is um, the first year we did the frutal, and I oh, believe yeah. the seco in the. Um, Herbal got gold. And um, I believe this year we just entered the Inaquiles and um, it got double gold.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so here in front of me, I have the Espadín, Herbal, Frutal, and the Ensamble in Inaquiles,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and Cuprieta. And they're all so different and so good in each way. Yeah. Like, at first I was like the Herbal, and then as I keep trying, I'm like, wait, I like this one better. <laughs> it just keeps switching. It keeps switching after every every sip. But the yeah, ensemble yeah. of the uh Inakides and cupeta is really good. I I think that might be the winner for me on all of them so far.
3: Yeah, all yeah. of them are different. Um for me my favorite one is the seco and I really like the inakidins with um the spadin de ensemble. Uh,
0: I think Eric has that one. No, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 No, I no, that's that. You said that's the one that's not hasn't came yet, right? Yeah,
3: it hasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have the the espadine, the forty seven proof, and the circle, and then I think I have
0: the other ensemble, the, one of the other. The
1: other, ensembles. yeah, the other ensemble,
0: yes. That's awesome. That, that's great that you guys have, and it's really cool how you have all those different expressions as well. Creating all those expressions was that your uncle's goal, or it just kind of happened based on the agaves available within the region he's at?
2: Um, so that just kind of happened. The Anakidins, Um we use a scientific name, which is Anakidins. Um The common, there's two common names people, other brands use, is which is Alto or Bruto. Um, but in uh, Michoacan, those are the two most common um, agaves, uh, anachidens in the Cupriata, in that region um the the um, silvestre, they're, there's no watering. these are not farmed. I mean, they're just as we as we keep um harvesting more of the agave, we keep replanting it from the you know from the same uh, um agave we use and just keep um you know uh, planting so we keep a uh, good amount of agave available and uh, we don't run out eventually. but yeah, the original all the agaves were there naturally.
0: That uh, silvestre means they're wild, correct?
2: Wild, yeah, wild agave.
0: Now, I, I imagine if they're in the wild, it's, it's pretty hard to get up there and grab them, right? Or
2: yeah, sometimes you got to go by horseback because <laughs> they're get not a gonna, truck gonna nearby. Yeah.
0: I was gonna yeah, say they're not it's... gonna be like in a nice field or anything like that.
2: No, and apart from not being nice and rocky, it's um, they just rule. You know, like there's natural trees in the way. Um, rocks, like I said, and it's in the hillside, so that makes it even yeah. more difficult, and um, the inakidins could be a large agave that some of the piñas are humongous, I mean, they can be 150 kilos, I think, as wow. one of the biggest ones, her uncle um, told us they've had, so you have to cut them, cut them up in pieces, put them on horseback sometimes, and or drag them to the nearby truck to haul them back down to the distillery. If, if if you can get a truck up there, somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> yes. they have a small truck. Sometimes they try to fit into those areas, but mm. most of it is dragged or horseback. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of labor, right there.
2: Yeah, it's really is labor it all, intensive, but well worth it's, it.
0: Is it pretty yeah. close to the distillery, or sometimes they got to go out pretty far to to get it?
2: No, it's in the surrounding area. Um, it's pretty close. Yeah, so no. the. So when you look at the videos on our Instagram, it's um, the distilleries off a of hillside. Um, there's, I think they got some um, um, drone footage that if if you see, like, the surrounding areas, so all those hillsides, eat, that's where the agave is. It's just, it's just, you know, it pretty much goes everywhere there.
0: Now I got a question. When, when you guys say wild or silvestre, hmm. uh, does that mean they're just wild in the term that they're not being, like, getting like maintenance or is it just wild for anyone to grab or is it all on property that belongs to you guys
2: um it's on property that belongs to the uh, um her family mm-hmm. and then and then wild is that it doesn't get watered it doesn't get um there's no maintenance done to it you know they don't, they're not cleaning the areas around it so so um it just grows naturally but there's a lot of water in that region i mean it rains a lot mm-hmm. um yeah, I know many people have heard um the Mexican avocados. They Most of them come from Michoacan. And avocado trees are some of the trees that need the most water. So there's plenty of water already there that they're used to having from um, in-ground um, wells. Um, that's actually the water they use to, for the fermentation. Um, it's all um, natural water from in-ground. They They pump it out and uh, use it to cool the, st- the Filipino stills. Um, so pretty much the whole process is all um, by, you know, natural um, ingredients from the surrounding environment.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I did get some like
2: minerality
1: to, to the, the cycle a little bit.
2: Yeah. When we distill it, uh, we distill a little the kids, For example, it can be anywhere from four to seven days to, just depending on the weather, when it gets colder, it takes longer to ferment. But it's just the water um, on and the natural sugars and yeast from the agave, nothing else added. So that's yeah, you you get the minerals from the in-ground water. Um, you know, they they you know, they just pump it out naturally, and that's what we use to ferment and to cool off the stills. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: So, you guys- so do you guys use uh, open air fermentation?
2: Yeah, open air fermentation. Um, we we use uh, um, wood barrels that are made from um, pine um, pine trees, and um, yeah, it's it's actually with the fibrous too. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. With fibrous, um, in the winter when it's harder to uh, ferment, um, the way the distillery is set up, where the barrels are, the fermentation barrels, um, they have like uh, it's like a glass wall. And it has big glass windows that you can open and close to kind of try to control the temperature to make the the oh, fermentation process a little bit easier. Know yeah, the, yeah. Because when it gets cold, um, I mean, doesn't it? You don't have freezing temperatures in that area, so it's not it's not too cold to ferment. But just to make the process easier, you can kind of enclose it and keep the 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 temperature a little bit controlled. And what's what's the typical? Uh, uh,
1: how many days does it usually take in, in those times?
2: Um, like those times so to- the higher, like uh, six to seven, sometimes um, eight days just um, to ferment.
0: And now when you distill, is it uh, close to proof or you do bring it down a little bit?
2: Um, it's really close most of the time, but we do bring it down. Um, bring it down. Well, uh, actually, um, her cousin, um, he'll distill uh, natural, the natural water. And if he does have to bring it down, he still he brings it down with a triple distilled uh, mm. natural water from the from mm. region. But most of the time, it's pretty much close.
0: That's great. And then forty seven is a sweet spot for it. Sounds yeah, like forty seven.
2: Some of our bottles say yeah. forty six point something, but it's
0: pretty close. It's pretty to much, 47.
2: yeah, pretty much forty seven. You got to be really technical with the uh, you know <laughs> the lab results in um, in Mexico, but it's it, it averages out to forty seven.
0: Now, for example, on the Espadin bottle here, I see it says in the back lote six twenty two. Does that mean um, uh, the bottle six out of twenty two? I imagine uh, lot six out of twenty
2: twenty two, or no? Uh, that's a year. Twenty two is a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so June or maybe batch six out of twenty twenty two. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great. I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed all of them, but
2: oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, when we when we would go to uh, like although uh, some of the trade shows like um, Mexico and Nevada, usually people like to try our our Enaquidans expressions or cupriata. But when they hear the spadine, they kind of they're like, "Oh, everyone has a spadine; they don't want to taste it." But <laughs> we tell them this is it's 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 with our same recipe. We're doing the enakines and and it's from Michoacan, so it's kind of like a different take on it. And when they drink it, they're surprised how how much different it is. Than the you know the Espadín from Oaxaca.
0: Now, when you say that you guys tell them it's the same recipe from Espadín to the Inagivans, is okay. it usually different recipes for agaves?
2: Um, there's people that would use, yeah, because sometimes uh, different agaves are harder to ferment, for example, or it's just everyone has different ways of doing it. But I think what makes it different is like a um, like you guys mentioned the water. Um, we use natural water. Um, it has it comes from a different environment. Um, some of the growers that we buy the espadin from, it, it, the espadin is grown in a completely different environment than Oaxaca. So I think that gives it that changes the flavor as well.
0: And you guys are using espadin from Michoacan?
2: Yeah, there's different, uh, some of our latest batches are from different uh, other growers that we buy from, and they're from Michoacan.
0: Because I was gonna say it'd be interesting to you know taste. A batch of each, if you guys have made from Espadin from like Oaxaca, yeah. Espadin from Michoacan, with the same recipe but coming from two different uh, states, I think that'd be pretty cool to do it side by side.
2: Yeah, I think you would find that they, they have like slightly different um, profiles.
0: I bet it. I bet definitely. Now in the yeah. bottle, I'm assuming that's an Espadin agave, correct?
2: Yeah. If you look, if you look through our bottles, the the black the back label. There's a the background where, it's a it's a it's an um I'm say it's a picture. It's like a drawn picture of the agaves, and each one of them has the particular the agave that that bottle is for. For example, the Espanol, you can see the thinner pencas, La Poignier. Um, the Anacuinz has it's a bigger uh, agave, wider wider um pencas. and the Cupriata has a, you know that's a completely different, smaller, really wide um because on that one as well
0: i think that's a that that's very cool and very smart because a lot of the times uh you don't even know what it what an uh, agave looks like
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: like for uh, i know eric and i we love that cuz we have a future project coming up with like we wanted to check out different agaves and i mean mm-hmm. this is awesome to see uh a bottle you know show what the agave looks like especially in mezcal cuz i feel like there's so many different ones
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's
0: hard to know what they look like.
2: Yeah. Even when I find myself going, when I go taste different brands and different agaves, like I I Google the agave. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this one looks like. How big is it? Um, You know, I think when you're tasting it and you know what the agave looks like, it gives you like a different, um, like maybe like it makes it, you appreciate it more. You, You know, like it makes you think different about the expression.
0: Yeah, yeah i agree because like i know uh, i forgot which ones i was i think i looked up the cupreatas. Is that one kind of short
2: yeah that one's kind of short really white um yeah. pencas on it
0: with darker um, pencas too now mm-hmm.
2: yeah the the thorns on it are kind of like curly looking
0: yeah 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 that's pretty cool because sometimes when you think agave all you think about is you know the just regular looking agave is kind of like espadin or even blue weber i feel like those are the most common agaves in people's minds
2: yeah, exactly.
1: And and it really does kind of tell you a little bit of uh, a story of you know that that bottle,
2: in a way. Yeah, and also like just knowing the fact that a takes anywhere six to eight years, and and acorns like, can take up to twenty five years. I mean, you got to think about twenty five yeah. years. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> a lot you of know. patience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine waiting. I mean, you could plan it at twenty years old, and you won't see it till you're almost forty five. <laughs> yeah. Only a, only twice in your wild. lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's pretty yep. cool. Okay, so what what else do you guys have coming up in the year? I know um, I've seen it a couple times uh, on the Tequila Ladies, and I know in the LAX Mezcal Club, it, uh, Myra has brought it up, but you guys have a pretty cool event coming up in July. Yes,
3: we actually are sending the Save the Dates pretty soon. So, yeah, July 22nd, um, we're going to have an event in Michoacan. So we're inviting um, people that love mezcal and want to, you know, see mezcal haciendo punguio, get to know the process and actually go there and, you know, do tastings. We're also going to have a bartender um, contest. So we are going to invite people to be judges and we're going to have other things going on. So we're still working a little bit on the details, but we have a date and it's going to be July 22nd. So, you know, if anyone's interest is actually open to people to come in, we are going to have limited spaces, of course, but, um, you know, we are sending the invites and anyone that is interested in coming, they could um, reach us at um, our Instagram page, give us their information and we, we would love to send the information out so people could RSVP
0: that's super exciting and uh, i'm i I love that bartender's competition i can imagine how exciting (laughs) that's gonna be i'm really gonna work on my cocktails with a espadín this week
3: (laughs) yes uh, actually they have like a little thing going in mexico where they do like a lucha libre and i think we're we're gonna do something similar to that and it's gonna be pretty pretty fun pretty interesting
0: that sounds fun and interesting. Is there are good tacos in Michoacan because we're big taco guys. <laughs> you know, and tacos.
3: Yes, there is, and actually, the
0: there's Quiróga, yeah.
3: which is not too far from Oponio. They have like amazing carnitas. Oh, um, oh. Yes, uh, Quiróga is well known for that, and um, there's Pazcuaro as well. Morelia is beautiful, and I—I uh, mean, I think I'm biased because my—you <laughs> uh, see—I'm half and half. I'm half from Michoacan and half from Zacatecas, but actually, there you go. When I was yeah, when I was five years old, they took me to Michoacan, so I lived there for five years. So, I'm in love with Michoacan,
0: so it's beautiful. Have you been, Eric? I don't know. I've never been to Michoacan.
2: I, I haven't been.
1: Uh, 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 I'm from Zacatecas. My family's from Te- Zacatecas, but yeah, I, I've, I've never been. I've been I've, no. I've been invited and wanted to go, but I've never been. It's
3: really it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you guys, you know, we're sending invites for you guys, so hopefully you guys could also come and, you know, see Michoacan and, and go visit the, the viñata.
0: Yeah, we would definitely yes. love to. And we're going to keep our eye on, uh, when the details that come date. out, that's July 22nd, correct? Correct. Yes. Cool. That's, that's very Market exciting. And, yeah. <laughs> <Coming> <laughs> up. That, that's exciting. Um, what else? Um, so here in California, you guys in several retailers, I know the big ones are old town tequila. Um, <clears throat> yes,
3: I, we, we uh, do uh, have some restaurants as well. We have some, um, some um liquor stores so we have um, the circus liquor in North Hollywood in the valley um, we have El Cerrito and um, we also have in um I'm trying to remember restaurants we are in nativo las perlas um, mucho más tres hermanos here in the valley so I can't remember all of them but these are places where I mean we have all the locations in our Instagram page. But um, you know, we're very thankful to all those locations because they actually gave us the opportunity. Um, we're in showcase. I'm trying to remember all of them, <laughs> but there's a lot.
1: Now you know, I... go ahead, Eric. Yeah, you know, I, I gotta I gotta give you, you know, uh, props and, and you know congratulate you on congratulate you on your dedication because a lot of people don't know how hard it is to go out there, you know, and, and get rejected sometimes, you know, and for you to be so persistent. And, you know, and getting so many places in such a little bit of time, it's its awesome. Uh, it's its really amazing.
3: Yeah. And you know what? The places that we actually have been going to, they're very, very open to small business, they call us. <laughs> but, you know, we, we mentioned that we're like a family business. Like people that work at the distillery is actually my aunt, cousin. And my uncle actually just, uh, he hires people from Opomio. He wants to give that opportunity to people to have, you know, a job. He wants, he's a very helpful person. He always gives back to his community. Um, any event that it happens in Opongyo or around there, he's always like, you know, helping. And I think he's very passionate about Mezcal. And I think he's passed on that to us. Um, I only knew my family's Mezcal. So joining these clubs and going to these events, you know, I... I'm very big and I'm buying different mezcats from other brands enjoying them. So, you know, there's, there's a place for everybody and and I enjoy the community. The community is amazing.
0: Yeah. That's one thing I was going to touch base on earlier that I feel like that. Yes, there's a place for everybody in the community. And I feel like that's something that probably helped out a lot to all these mescal clubs, whether, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, or any other social networks, because there's some, the agave community, it's, before I got into it, I had no idea it existed, and now that I'm in it, it's like kind of insane how big it is. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, it's just it's pretty amazing how everyone helps each other out when we go to these trade shows. Um, different brands yeah. like um, Cavall and people like that, Everardo, You know, they're really helpful in giving us tips, giving us knowledge of with their experience on how to do something, how to go about you know different situations, and just everyone helps each other out. Um, yeah,
3: you know, Salvador is, um, Salvador is really amazing, um, Dos Pasiones, you know, we, we've mentioned people that um, they have given us tips, because at the beginning it was really hard, and they were like, no, you do this, you sell like this, go to this <laughs> place, and they, they will, like, open the doors, and there's other people, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to say names, but they, they won't do that for you, but we've come across a lot of good people, and we're very thankful for them, and it's a great community
0: i agree and, and yeah. yeah you know without mentioning names because like but why wouldn't anyone want to help like they don't realize that the people that want the products literally want to have as many bottles as they want from different brands i mean there's like all we want to do is collect as many as we can so there's yes. room for everybody yeah
2: exactly especially with artisanal Mescal and tequila yeah. um you know there's smaller batches we're never going to be like Budweiser and sell a million bottles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no. Exactly. So and it's any, like there's there's room for everyone.
0: Anytime we see a special release, we, <laughs> we fight like animals for it. Like there was only one piece of meat yeah. for in the <laughs> wild or something. But you know, something
3: but, that I've, I've been finding like, really interesting is that um, now it's like it, they're joining forces like mezcal and tequila because before it was only yeah. tequila and mezcal mm-hmm. and now you're like you see people from like the mezcal club jumping into tequila and they all like trying new things and then the tequila people are trying to like taste mezcal and it's really cool like that it's an agave community
1: yeah it, it is. is it's a lot of it's a, a lot of you know uh, like-minded people that enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is and uh, for the for the dedication and the hard work that goes you know behind that comes behind it
0: Hmm. yeah and i want to piggyback off what um eric said earlier of giving you guys props for everything you're doing because like uh, earlier when i was thinking hey we're gonna interview uh myra and juan and it's like well you know they're representing their the mezcala uh but they're also importers and distributors <laughs> like we've had uh distributors or people that are in retail stores like different we you know we like to represent cocktails and spirits in every part of the industry and you guys do like three in one which is yeah it's just wild <laughs> and that that's awesome and I, like like you guys are being successful at it and i imagine it's a lot of hard work because you guys have family and i believe other jobs i think yes <laughs> yeah so i can't yeah. even imagine how, wow. how hard and the time and dedication that you got to put into this business
3: Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we we are very thankful for our village because, you know, my mom helps my parents, you know, and we have to go to all these events. And I tell my husband until we start selling a little more, we're able to, well, at least me to quit my job, (laughs) but I love my job. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just, I am very passionate about mezcal and I I just love the community and like, I like going out there and making the sales and just meeting people. And it's it's pretty interesting. So I I, I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and and enjoying it makes it a little bit more easier for you to kind of take that time to dedicate to
0: it. Yes, for sure. Now, what are are some things that we could do, you know, apart from, you know, maybe, um, of course, buying and sharing? What other things, you know, could we send our recommendations to restaurants, uh, liquor store owners to carry it? Or what are some things you guys suggest to try and get your name out?
3: I think for us, that's big. And I tell people, you know, like, I have a lot of friends that they, like, promote I'm like just post it on your Instagram if one person follows and I mean it starts by something and yeah I mean going to places I know that there's um you know we get a lot of recommendations or sometimes people post oh I bought this bottle here and then we're like I go and try to reach out to that person that owns the restaurant or the hotel and I literally you know just go and try to promote our programs leave samples you know that's that's just something to just kind of like you know, even being on your podcast, I was very excited when you invited us. So I mean, that's, that's a lot
0: help. Yeah. Well, everything I had heard, you know, I had seen you guys pop up on Instagram and then, um, I reached out to, um, well, Love of Mescal. you know, what's so funny from Instagram. Sometimes I don't know their real names. I only know their Instagram handles <laughs> So, and, and they'll understand it. Cause I feel like it happens to a lot of people, but the Love of mascot. uh, Posted, you guys, and then I, I asked him about it. He was super excited talking about it. He or she—I don't know who—I talked to sometimes because they both run it. But yes. they were whoever they were both excited, and um, they s- said nothing but nice words about uh, both of you. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna send them a message, and I hope they they get back to me."
3: <laughs> yeah, Monica, Danny, we actually went to Vegas this past weekend and we met them in person, and um, they're amazing. They're great too. So they they actually mentioned a couple of distributors in Vegas. Um, so we'll, we're going to see what happens there. But, um, no, yeah, everybody in the community is so amazing. And, you know, what they share, like, it makes me really happy. And I tell someone, sometimes I know there's, some of my friends are like, oh, mezcal. And I'm like, you need to try it.
2: But <laughs> sometimes they
3: haven't even tried it. But I just like the fact that they'll repost. or so they're going, like, videos that we post on our page. Or, I mean, we just got a video from Lucas that he made for us. And, um, you know, just going there and liking it, reposting, things like that are are very helpful, and I think that that's some that's a way of of helping us and in our brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, yep. you you can expect that from us. Like I told you yep. earlier, I'm gonna work on some cocktails and definitely post. A, <laughs> I can't wait to get this episode out, and uh, we just you know hope to bring some people to you guys as well. You, thank you guys got us for, for sure.
2: Yeah, thank I know. Erica you.
0: <laughs> is over here a lot. You know, his, <laughs> he has a tough job trying cocktails over here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, know what I'm saying? You gotta
1: check it past yourself. Yeah, you gotta do the hard work. Somebody somebody's gotta do it, so you know I, I guess I will. Yeah, yeah and I'm it. also
3: always so big on um, getting um women involved. You know, we, we are having this contest in Twakan, and I already named a few girls that could come and help us be judges and things like that because I'm like it's not only just about men, like women also enjoy a good mezcal.
0: <laughs> yeah, big time, and I've yeah. recently seen mm-hmm. how there's a lot of um uh women uh Maestras Mescaleras, right? Yes, yes. In the yes. industry. I think that that's pretty awesome and yeah, I, I would love to find more bottles that are made by um women. That'd be awesome.
3: Yes, for sure.
0: Cool, awesome guys. Well, it was great having you guys. Yes. Um I can't wait to see what else you guys are going on. Like I say, we can't wait to see those details and hopefully, you know, everything aligns for us to be able to make it down to Michoacan and be part of uh, this event you guys got going on. But you guys want to let us know where we could um find your mezcal or uh, instagram website
3: yes definitely so we are on instagram and you can find our website there everything so it's mezcal underscore hacienda oponio
0: awesome and uh, website it does it i think there's a link that directs you yes
3: there's a link that directs you there
0: Mm -hmm. cool awesome well congrats on your recent success and yeah. you know can't wait to see uh, you guys in a couple of years and how successful you'll be then, too.
2: Thank you guys. Thank,
0: Thank you guys you. for having us. Thanks,
2: guys. Salud.